0: Behold the truth of it.
1: What does it symbolize? pallid incompetence standing on a tree. Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Horrors Podcast, episode 86. My name is Luke Rodriguez. I've got Jacob Hoppins. Hoppins? I'm a hopping and hopping and. He's hopping and hopping and he's happening. Jacob Hopkins with the beer to his mouth. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Other than this, beer is a fucking
0: liar, man. We've got some Blue Moon Limited Release Cappuccino Oatmeal Stout. Now, I like all three of those words. Same. But none of those three words are in this beer.
1: No. Not even close. No. Um, Yeah, I was pretty excited as well. You offered one to me. I'm like, oh, you're being a gentleman. And then the the next words out of your mouth, well, it's not very good.
0: (laughs) It's not bad. It's just like generic dark lager beer. It's, It's not what it's labeled as.
1: Yeah, I mean, it tastes like water. So right there, I mean, if you say... I mean, it's good water. Sure. But... You know, right there, you can't have oatmeal stout on your label if that's going to happen. Like no. That shit needs to be damn near chewable at that point. We've been catfished by beer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we need a reality show. Right. Just uh, tracking down these goddamn breweries around the world that catfish us uh, unknowing uh, beer connoisseurs. But I could
0: make a good new show, dude. I we I think, think we need to stop it. talking. We need to stop talking <laughs> Let's
1: now. Let's go. So, uh, on the blue moon, you said... Cappuccino oatmeal. Can you, can, can you explain that to me, please? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just watch him squirm. Right.
0: God damn
1: it! Uh, how was Christmas, man? It was good. Fairly low key, fairly uneventful, and it
0: was like seventy degrees, so
1: that was awesome. Yeah, here in the wonderful state of Tennessee, I think it was literally like not. That's not hyperbole. No. Like it was like seventy degrees here.
0: It's awesome because we never get that. We get like. Rain and cold and just gross.
1: Yeah, and we had that the the like days leading up to Christmas. I mm-hmm. was like, ah, oh, it wouldn't be a Tennessee Christmas without the slush on the ground, <laughs> right? Uh, but it dried the fuck up, and it got borderline like warm outside. For sure, man. How was yours? I know you got to do a lot of bacheloring that up, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't alone on Christmas per se. My okay. my wife left the day after Christmas. That sounds like a bad country song, but she's right. just she's just visiting family up north. She didn't like leave, leave. She's gone. She packed
0: her <laughs> shit. It's over.
1: Uh, somehow this keeps coming up on the show. I think. <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, my Christmas was good, man. I keep it pretty low these days. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I'm one of those people that. Uh, they don't like a lot of their family, like, but but instead <laughs> sure. of just bitching about it, like for year after year, talking about how I don't like my family, I just choose not to associate with yeah, them. Just don't so go. It's pretty easy. Solved. Like you're in control of that shit. Like you just say no, I don't want to see you anymore, and I'm not going to be around you. Right, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'll, I'm just going to be here. Yeah, thank you though. With all my cool shit and right. like cool people.
0: I had a redneck Christmas, man. Everybody bought me booze, and I got a new gun. So yeah. it's about as redneck as you get.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I got some cool shit. The weirdest thing that I got was from my mother and I open like I get this box and it's kind of a heavier a oh, well, heavy-ish box, a largish. <laughs> and I I, I kind of look at her and she looks at me and she's like this is a weird one. Oh god. Oh, my. With my mother, that could mean literally anything. For sure. So I open it up and what is inside of it is just like this like she bought just dildos. Like <laughs> just dildos. Like an eBay lot. Oh god. Of creepy masks oh. of all shapes and sizes yep. like uh like some you might rob a gas station with others are like the like the female mask from the strangers then you've got like some weird clown shit in there then like just a, like a, a blackout mask or like a white mask the guy in hush w- wore okay just a shit ton of different masks and i didn't really have it in in my heart to be like mom what is it that you think I do exactly? <laughs> She's like, You're gonna love it. Uh, which you know, fuck a creepy master. Cool. I think I'm gonna go to a, like Sally or something to get a bunch of like styrofoam heads. Oh god! And then just have like a creepy ass shelf yeah. in my room upstairs. So that'd That's, be kind of cool.
0: Just re- remember about that when you go in at nighttime and you forget the light oh, on. Oh my god!
1: Just fuck yourself up. Yeah, it will happen every single time. <laughs> I promise. There's a squad of motherfuckers in my room waiting on me. I couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it. This show is brought to you by the Boom Howdy Podcast network. Wrong. God damn it. <laughs> this show is brought to you by the podcast network formerly known as Boom Howdy, the Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. How is this the first time that I fucked that up? Oh
0: no, but it's
1: like Spectacular! I love it. I (laughs) I said it was such gumption. I know it, dude. You were in it. Boom! (laughs) Oh well. Phantom, (laughs) the Phantom Phantom. Podcast Network, Uh, and this might end up being either like the shortest or like the longest episode. We're not quite sure yet. It seems weird to say
0: that, right? But it's it's about as accurate as you can possibly be.
1: Yeah, because this episode is a special episode in regards to uh, the awards that we're giving out. This is our year-end awards episode. Sometimes that takes a really long time to get through Sometimes we go right through them Uh, This will be the third year That we've done this Man, is it three already? It is three But we started in the end of 2014 So we only had like two months Sure Okay
0: Interesting. This is I our mean,
1: second full year.
0: I mean, there's like no cash prizes. There's no cool trophies. It's just, you know, these are things we like as a whole group, as shit. a Modern horse group. Street cred. No, That's true. You get street cred. You can put <laughs> that shit on a poster if you'd like. Absolutely. <laughs> modern Horrors award winner of X. And I bet they will. They, they should. If, if history is any indication. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you, cra- are you crackling over I'm there? I'm getting a little crackle. I'm getting a little crackle. It's just... A connector,
1: probably. I feel like we're better now. I'm much better. actually. Okay, Thank I'm better you. now. I feel yeah, good. No problem. We got Murph under the table. Maybe <laughs> sure he's uh, just causing just some problems down shit there with his pit. Um, so we're gonna do the awards in round number three-ish. Uh, no, four. Four.
0: Goddamn.
1: Yeah. Pick, pick a number. We'll okay. Go with it. So let's 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 work in chronological order. All right, Let's go down. In round lists. number two. Okay. We're going to get with. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Which just came out recently. I think on the twenty first. Uh, this movie is already out. So for you motherfuckers that are always saying that we don't talk about ah. movies until after they're or before they're released, this is for you. Hit him twenty. Yeah. This is for you. <laughs> oh, call out a direct <laughs> call out. I love it. You can watch the shit right now, but should you? In round number three, we're going back to Ask Modern Horrors. We got six more questions, and I got two copies. Of uh, various Phantasm movies to get out. I've got... <laughs> various <laughs> ones. Depending on what flavor you like. I've got the two newest ones. So I've got okay. HD remaster of the original one. Sure. And I've got the uh, Ra- Ravager. Yeah, you can call whatever you want. Whatever. No, cares. Uh, that one. The yeah. newest one <laughs> is out there as well. Both of them on Blu-ray. So for you uh, people that chimed in with questions this week, get ready. Because that shit, murderous silver balls are coming towards your Shh, dome. With, with a life-saving ice cream man yeah what was that guy's name Ooh, fucking, they got who fucking the guy with the sweet cares? ass rat tail
0: <laughs> yes that guy <laughs> yeah
1: but before we get to any of that jacob hopkins please sir take me through
0: the news feed let's start off with some of this uh interesting photo drama from the movie it or i guess the
1: remake reboot redo it's, it's a remake sure Yeah, all of those things, I guess. All those
0: words are... It's a re-thing. There were some photos. Apparently, those photos weren't supposed to be out, correct? And then some weird shit happened, and then they re-released the photos that weren't supposed to be out. Uh, Something
1: like that? Kind of. So, basically... Walk me through this train wreck of a hot mess. uh, It's such a hot mess. So... Everyone is curious about the It remake, and I think, for good reason, Uh, it it could be a a pretty cool movie, maybe. Uh, But what (laughs) everyone wants to know is, what does Bill Skarsgård look like as Pennywise? And Entertainment Weekly had that one picture a while back, but it was kind of in a black background. It looked very engineered and processed, so it was Mm -hmm. kind of hard to really understand if if it was going to look cool. You haven't seen him in like a natural setting yet. Uh, So over the weekend... Someone involved with the production. I, I, think, I feel like it was like either like an effects guy or maybe one of like the twenty producers that are on the movie. I don't know. Uh, I think it was one of the effects people. I'm sorry, I don't know. It's, it, this show's not about facts. You guys, it, nah,
0: no, you would feel like though if a producer did it, they'd have like the green light. and They'd be like, "Fuck you, I did it." Well, you, can't you stop would me.
1: really think that if anyone was going to do it, they would have a green light. Uh, well, sure, I, I can see the effects guy going, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see." Yeah. So, nevertheless, uh, someone. Uh, Involved with the production, put a full body in a real environment uh, picture of Pennywise from the remake on their Instagram account. And everyone raced to their fucking computers to get a post typed up about this because it actually looks pretty cool, first off, Uh, as long as you're into the whole traditional clown garb. Some people aren't. Uh, I mean,
0: you really shouldn't be into any clown garb, if, if we're being honest with each other. but That's true. Uh,
1: but then shortly thereafter, the post was taken off of Instagram, and any website that had shared the image or the link was getting a, uh, a request, a takedown request, from the property owners. They were not happy that this got out. They, they don't understand how the internet works, right? They don't <laughs>
0: understand the Streisand effect. You can't just roll it back. Yeah, yeah. The
1: more you want it gone, the more it will be everywhere. Absolutely. So uh, we were one of those sites that uh, were lucky enough not to get a takedown request. So, and I was also, I also saw it coming. So I screenshotted the Instagram post when it first happened. Because you understand the internet. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. I hit two fucking buttons and this lasts forever now. (laughs) I I own this now. So we went back and uh, I updated the post with. A uh, screenshot of the image, perfectly cropped and looks all nice and pretty. And another image that we already had in the library. And I don't know where this image came from. I don't either. I I saw it and I'm like, I don't recognize it. Pennywise, uh, the new Pennywise in the water. And that's all I could, that's all I thought that I saw, right? I'm not sure what I saw, to be honest. But it was a weirdly cropped image, kind of shitty quality. Uh, But fuck it. I put that on the post too. Well, you might as well, right? Why not? Double up the images. So then. Now that the I think it's New Line has, has tried to walk this back, they decide today that they're going to team up with Entertainment Weekly again because apparently they're the only motherfuckers on Earth that can <laughs> that can release these photos. Uh, to show their first exclusive look at Pennywise, and it's fucking terrible. Uh, The one that was released on Instagram was really cool, but this one is like Pennywise. It's actually the full version that we already had in our library, Uh, but whenever you see it not cropped, whenever you see it with this environment, it looks like the shittiest Photoshop job you've ever seen in your life because it's just this awkwardly large sludge pipe of some sort. Yeah. And like a sassy looking Pennywise. (laughs) I like did just call him sassy (laughs) looking. Coming up the side hatch looking all mischievous and shit. (laughs) Show children. So now like the internet has gone crazy with this. What what started off as people being excited for this new look at Pennywise and then they took it down has now turned into an official image getting just wrecked on the internet. People are like photoshopping it in like Mario green tubes and like Making a total joke of this thing that would have been fucking fine had they just left it alone and not had to worry so hard about giving an exclusive to somebody.
0: I mean, this is so crazy. We're we're barely removed from the Harambe incident and like how they Mm, were like, mm. please take, please stop. And then it just now it's just a thing. Like, come on, guys. Like, do you not know any better? Do you not internet at all?
1: Yeah, I I just don't understand. And this just kind of goes back to these conversations that we've had several times on this show. Just the. Apparent disconnect that there has to be between top level executives in the movie industry and reality. It's so weird. Now all the drama aside, how do you feel
0: about the look of Pennywise? I'm seeing it. uh, I'm seeing like extremes, like one way or the other. I'm not really seeing a lot of. I mean, I'm seeing a little middle ground, but it's like people are really loving it or really fucking hating it.
1: I'm I'm not. I'm not extreme on either way. I will say that I think his face. Looks cool. I think uh, Scar's yep. Guard's doing pretty good in that regard. I, I don't think I'm all on board with the traditional clown suit just yet. Okay. I need to see more.
0: It seems like it may be a little more faithful to the book. Okay. But I, I'm i not sure if I love the visual of it, but once again, it's. I think it's going to play... M- more of a thing when i see it in action i think it's one of those things i'm going to need to see in action
1: yeah i think i'm right there with you because if it's pulled off right and that's what was so exciting about that initial instagram post is that you finally saw him in front of a building with grass around him and you know holding a balloon like shit that you need Mm -hmm. to see now that being said if you showed me a picture of pennywise from the it miniseries back in the day with that clown suit. I'm probably going to look at you and say that shit's not scary either, but because <laughs> sure. so I have this context with it, like that mm, changes mm-hmm. everything. Context can ge- we talked about it last week? Yeah, context fucking matters, and we don't have sure. any of that yet, so it's it's hard to say. It's a problem.
0: I will say I'm I'm on the verge now of being oversaturated with this whole like more sneak peeks of uh, yeah. Pennywise, more yeah. sneak peeks like. W- Leave me some goddamn mystery. Yeah. I mean, maybe there is some mystery up their sleeves. Either
1: show it all or don't show anything. Right.
0: At this point, I'm just getting a little overworked with it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And and like... Uh, more so than that. Like, every time they do a sneak peek, like, they try to make it like a fucking event or something. Like, I understand there's a lot of public interest. Right. That's cool. But sometimes, like, just organic press is for the best, right? And it oh, sounds yeah. like they were really trying to keep a lid on anything, anything and everything over the weekend. And that ended up biting them in the ass. So, we'll yeah. see. free press sometimes is the best press. Because now the message, the message was, hey, this is kind of creepy. Or yeah. some people were like, oh, well, this isn't creepy. It kind of went both ways, like you said. Sure. Sure. But now the message is like, oh, this is that funny thing that the internet made fun of for <laughs> a year before it came out. You know, yep, yep, you fucked yourself. You fucked yourself. Somebody
0: who hasn't fucked themselves. And we did get a new, bigger look at, and boy was I excited about it. Was the Alien Covenant trailer? Woo! I, I, man, it was like they took at least my initial reaction was they took the best parts of Aliens. Uh-huh. Um, the things that people like from Prometheus, because there was some things oh, yeah. there. And then, um, oh, and a little bit, maybe a dash of like Predator, the original Predator. Okay. And I was okay with all of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing is, imme- is, is immediately apparent, just you know, off the rip, is that uh, they're they're coming out swinging with the horror on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. But some action, too, though, really. I got a lot of action. Yeah. I mean, action is good, too. But yeah, I'm I mean, not, not hating it. Aliens bursting out of motherfuckers' backs. Backwards, dude. Yeah. Backwards. Yeah, the backbursters. Weird. Uh, That's going to be cool. There's a lot of rumors that's floating around that that we'll stay away from for spoilers' sake. Uh, But from what I've been seeing, I'm very excited about that whole scenario that's happening in that scene. (laughs) Uh, But from from what I can tell, I mean, this really is a Prometheus sequel. It's just not being marketed that way. I mean, you've got two characters from the same fucking movie that are in there. Granted, David is a droid and he can be from whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're marketing it as an alien movie, which makes a lot of sense. And I think you can call it an alien movie if you don't know, have more alien in it, yeah, right? I think it's smart.
0: You know, yeah, me too. Pace yourself away, because there are people who love Prometheus, but there's just like this whole stigma it's like if you say yeah. you like Nickelback people are like oh you know sure, they might yeah. secretly like Nickelback, Nickelback too but if they're in a crowd they're not gonna they're not gonna side <laughs> with you yeah <laughs> but uh I, I, I like that it looks like we're going to see a lot of different places
1: yeah a lot of beautiful beautiful places which is
0: strange for like an alien type of movie it's normally like dark and it's you know H.R.
1: Geiger kind of things yeah. it's like really dank there's like a lush jungle and all these all these things are happening yeah, I mean, I uh, I went back and I watched Prometheus last night, Okay, and uh, that is a beautiful world, and that's the world that they're going to be on again this time, uh, so I- I'm not surprised. It-, it needs to be beautiful, if that's the case, and remember, the original title was Paradise Lost, because they True. thought they found this lost fucking paradise, so yep. yeah, it's it's, it's got to be pretty, and it is, man. The cinematography is off the fucking charts. Yeah,
0: oh, for sure, dude. It's gonna be gorgeous eye candy and face huggers.
1: It's gonna be. Huge. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I... So let me ask you this real quick. Please do. Um, so around cinematography, we, we've said is good. Yep. Uh, scale looks fairly large. Looks large. Um, I, I saw a couple little things that stuck out to me though in oh. regards to being uh, not. Necessarily the top-notch CGI that I would expect. Oh, look, luckily. Right. So there, that split second, whenever the face hugger jumps out at him, okay, that looks to be like a CGI animation that happens. <sighs> Probably. Um, there's a spot where like someone steps on some eggs and like a little bug looks like it's gonna fly into someone's oh, ear. Oh, yeah, that one is bad. That one didn't look very good. So I, I'm very Damn. excited for the movie, but I'm a little bit concerned that we didn't have the effects budget that we might need. Damn you! I had I had blocked out the bug
0: going into the ear. Part and you just you just put it right back into my head. Thanks yeah. a lot.
1: I mean that being said we're gonna have a fucking incredible xenomorph, I'm sure, and at least one new uh, flagship alien is going to get introduced from what we hear. Uh, but yeah, I, I just worry. I worry, and there's sure. there even some some external shots of the ship flying. And maybe it's just because I came back from the theaters and watching Rogue One, mm. and those ships looked fucking incredible. But still, this is Ridley goddamn Scott. You would think that I mean they made ships look great like out of cardboard and oh, shit yeah. like way back in the day. You know, I mean practical's always the way to go. This man. shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be. <sighs>
0: So I, I'm very very excited. I'm gonna put my faith in Papa 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 Ridley.
1: Yeah, Papa yeah. Scott. Same here. I, I um I, I really really want to see it. It's May 19th is when it's coming out. I will be there. I will be watching it live and in person. I just really hope that we didn't skimp on uh, some practicals and uh, not spend enough. If we skimped on practical, that's fine. But if we didn't spend enough time on brilliant CGI, I'll be a little disappointed.
0: Yeah, I mean some people get like so like caught up in CGI and like what you could potentially do with it that i think sometimes they're blinded by like how it kind of clashes with everything around it
1: yeah because you gotta think about like if you want to make a face hugger like jump across the scene at somebody right it's gonna be really hard to do that practically mm-hmm. like I-, I get that if you want that big wide shot of something jumping across it's gonna be tough so it's a lot easier to do it in digital but you gotta spend a lot of work and time and resources into making that look great mm-hmm. uh, we'll see we will see
0: Somebody needs to see uh, who's signing all the paperwork over at TNT. <laughs> <laughs> These segues are killing These it, by the way. Right now. <laughs> if, if you don't know, maybe some of your new listeners might not know. TNT was going to come back with Tales from the Crypt, helmed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan. I thought that was pretty exciting. It was. I was looking forward to it. Same here. Turns out, a little bit of a snafu over there at TNT, they may not have all the rights to the Tales from the Crypt, and they're having to have a delay right now.
1: Yeah, after all of these verbose statements, and like talking about it's going to be a part of this block, and this person's right, not going to yeah. have the Crypt Keeper, but it's going to be M. Night Shyamalan, and these people are going to be attached, and now they're like, well, turns out we can't really do any of that. Uh, and I don't really know what all the details are. the The, the company line at the moment is, well, <laughs> it's complicated, as you would do, like when you get caught with something like this. I mean,
0: like, what else can you say? Like, well, we didn't quite check all the, you know, cross the Ts, dot the I's. I mean, somebody looks like a big fucking idiot right now.
1: Yeah, and I bet it's complicated. I mean, I this think is you're damn right. A, it is. a show that was on the HBO network yeah. for forever. Like, I, I don't know what they were. I just assumed they worked all that shit out, you You know,
0: before they made the announcement. Right, like, why would you even, like, take one step forward going, you know what, new Tales from the Crypt, without having that shit in your back pocket ready to fucking go. Unless
1: you're just, you know, some TNT exec and, like, Shyamalan's, like, hey, do you want to bring back Tales from the Crypt? Yes. (laughs) Let's do it. Press release. Send it out you know i mean oh hbo owns it fuck it they'll give it up they'll give it up they're, they're not doing anything with it they're surely they'll just give it to us it's like your boy hey you want to smoke some of this weed yeah let's do it we need to go buy some
0: motherfucker like i don't i don't want to go through all that problem you don't smoke this weed yeah you got any weed <laughs> yeah it's, it's, what kind of dick does this man I, the way they said delayed though makes me think that they're confident that they can get it done they probably are going to have to do maybe throw more money than they were hoping to throw, or you know, do some things that they weren't anticipating.
1: Yeah, I don't know, it could literally mean anything at this point, but it is worded in a confident way where they, right. they feel like they're, they're, that's gonna happen. But they uh, I'm guessing their 2017 prediction date probably isn't going to happen.
0: Nah, and which is sad because you mentioned the block, and they were like working on this whole like horror yeah. block. I mean, they wanted to squeeze that in there and have like this thing and compete with all the other horror things that are going on on TV right now. That's a big punch in the nuts. Yeah, that block isn't quite
1: as cool without tells <laughs> no, from the crypt oh, on it.
0: Certainly, isn't. and goddamn it, if M Knight can't just win one one every just time once, day. man, he's like back on his feet now. Everybody's like, okay, we we kind of like M Knight again, and then just the rug is pulled right out from under him. M Knight killed tells from the crypt again. Um... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Short news feed, man. That's it, right? That's all we need, though, I feel like, with this long episode. or that's short true. episode, We don't know yet. We don't know. We're um, still going. We're,
1: we're, 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 okay, well, let's take a break. Let's take a first <laughs> okay, break. Slow down. P- pump them for a second. Uh, whenever we get back, we're going to jump into IFC Midnight's The Autopsy of Jane Doe. You can watch it right now, and we'll let you know if you should when we get back after this right now. right, Jacob, so this is one of those movies that we've been hearing about for not like a super long time, but I think it was Megan that went to either Fantastic Fest or South by Southwest and came back saying that this was like the last shift of 2016. She was hype, dude. I mean, the hype was
0: real. And the more that I had heard of people who had seen it, the hype got more and more. And I was like, there's no way this thing lives up. To what they're saying Because the last time This happened Wasn't that long ago It was I am the pretty Little thing That lives in the house And I was like You motherfuckers (laughs) Like are you Fucking with me right now So I I was I was worried Going in
1: Yeah uh, As was I Not necessarily worried But just like Ready for a rather uneventful, You know kind of sure. ride because for whatever reason like trust me like we, we, we like we talked about in the pretty thing that lives under the house under the house in the house with the house I don't know it wasn't even in the house <laughs> <laughs> it was there was nowhere to be found. Was nowhere in the vicinity of a house. Nowhere. Uh, so, but for whatever reason, those are the kind of movies that can really gain an audience's imagination. For yeah. whatever reason, be it like the too cool for school crowd or, or what. So, I didn't really know what to expect with this one. Uh, but the autopsy of Jane Doe is not that. It's actually really fucking eventful. Hell yeah! This man. I, this was. As legitimate of of a horror film as you could possibly get in a modern age. Yeah, I, I, I posted something like that on Twitter after I watched it, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I remember. I definitely can't think of one this year. A movie that's as dedicated to just being a horror film, right? Like, I'm not sure that it's like the best horror film of the year, but like in terms of you know a movie like don't breathe mixing it with you know home invasion type stuff and action or the green room doing it with you know action and social commentaries and like all these different things like a lot of our favorite movies this year have blended genres together and that's why we love them so much uh the autopsy of jane doe is just a fucking horror movie it really
0: is and it does all the things that like I feel like I remember horror films doing, but you know, retrospect probably didn't do as much, but like I actually got it this time. Like this was a
1: legit good film. That was scary. Yeah. We had great, uh, like, like you said that that married what we loved about old school horror movies, but brought it to this modern world to where we had good acting. We had awesome presentation, good cinematography. The effects were good. Like everything was just awesome about it, to be honest with you. um, there were some pretty gnarly effects. How did you feel about like the, the 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 stuff that sh- it's not done like in a gratuitous way? I mean, the title sort of gives it away. It's it's an autopsy. Yeah, right? it's so an whenever autopsy. you perform an autopsy, shit happens. Right. Yeah. I,
0: I thought, man, like the practical effects of the autopsy were mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, it you you kind of felt like you were sitting there watching. An I autopsy. did. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay. And any other, I guess setting that would have been gross stuff but like you said you feel very medical and they're t- they're approaching it very mm-hmm. professionally and so you're like oh okay i mean it's it's wild watching them open up this body and sure. it looks like they're opening up a person but it
1: really does it's like so I, I was actually um i don't know <laughs> like i don't know if that person i mean she's credited on imdb right you're right but i don't know like it was it just her head sitting on top of like a prosthetic the entire time like how did they do that you know it's
0: pretty impressive man especially when they Cut open the chest and they splay that open. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that looks that looks very convincing. Yeah, I am. And convinced. there's
1: there's no like seams anywhere where you would think like you know old school right. like whenever someone would get decapitated or something like that or stabbed you know through the stomach with a harpoon like you could obviously see that it was just their head sticking up from underneath you the can ground. See some of the frayed uh you know prosthetic hanging. Yeah, around. yeah, but there's none of that here. I mean, she's just. But naked, I mean, there's really nowhere to hide anything no. on, on, a, on a metal slab in one room. I mean, that's it.
0: Yeah. Now, we'll say there are two moments that really kind of made me a little sad. Fake fire.
1: Yeah, fake fire. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a big pet you know, peeve. You know
0: we hate fake fire. That, yeah. that was, luckily, it didn't last too, too long, but it was long enough to go. Yeah. And then some really weird fake smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Strange, because I, I can understand the fire part. You know, I think we can understand the fire part, even though we're not down with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially what they did with it. But the yeah, smoke... Yeah, but why did you have to do that is my thing. Uh, well, no, you're you're 100% correct. But the smoke, I mean, like... Yeah. A fucking <laughs> fog machine, right, dude. You can go to part like, of the city and get one of those. Right, <laughs> like, like people do that for their Halloween decorations for their garage,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's very interesting. But my big thing with the fire, because I was trying to think of it at the same time, like when it happened, and I'm like, yeah, well, it's doing this whole crawling thing, and that that would be tough to do. But then I'm like, you know, why why does it need to do that? Like it, it didn't it didn't pan out that it that it had that much effect on things. <laughs> sure. So like, why do you need it to crawl around like that? Why can't you just have this sort of contained chaos on that table and do it for real. You know, like I, I just don't understand that.
0: No, I agree. It was a strange decision, especially since everything else is kind of subtle. Maybe not subtle, but subdued a little bit, you know, yeah. and there's not like a lot of punch you in the mouth kind of moments. No. And that one's kind of the most punchy, I think. And yeah. it's
1: like, yeah, yeah, it almost doesn't fit the feeling of the movie. I agree because a lot of this thing is just about the atmosphere that it creates in yeah. this funeral parlor, you know, down in the basement where they do the autopsies. Um, and there's this cool little mystery that goes along with it like who who is Jane Doe? What is her history? And that's that's the mystery that you're trying to put together. That's the mystery that the two main characters are trying to put together. And the way that they approach that mystery is, um, kind of like you said before, it's very like um, scientific, the way that they approach these things, which I appreciate it as a viewer. Man,
0: I got so sucked into that whole, let's figure it out via science in this autopsy. Yeah. I was sucked in super hard. Because, like, you know, the the son, uh, what's his name, Emil Hirsch, I believe? He, yep. he You know, he's kind of getting a little, as the film goes on, he's getting a little antsy. He feels something's off. But Dad is firm in, like, mm-hmm. we don't speculate in this field. Like, we, we look and we find the evidence. And, like, if it's not there, if we don't see it, it doesn't exist. Right. And so, man, I was sucked into that. I'm like, what are we going to see? What are we going to find?
1: So, without tiptoeing around. Without or with? Without. Okay. Tiptoeing around, because I think this is a movie that a lot of our listeners are going to want to, or they're going to want to watch. Um. With, with Without spoiling, what did you think about what we end up learning? Kind of like the end punch, like uh, our,
0: our big reveal, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I personally liked it. I, I did. Okay. I liked it. Uh, maybe you could have handled the ending a little better. I will say that. Just kind of how it plays out. It's a little... Strange, maybe not strange, but off. I don't know. My, it just almost didn't fit the rest of the, the the beginning half of the film.
1: My my only thing is, I almost wish we knew less. Like the I could m- see that. The more that I learned, the less um almost less menacing it became. Ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. The more oh, I, I, don't, I don't want to say anything more than that. But like, I almost think it would have been more menacing had we had we known less. That's all. Yeah, I
0: could see that. I they were riding a fine line. Because, like, if you do too little, then it's just kind of like, what's the fucking point? It becomes super polarizing. And then, yeah, if you show too much, it's kind of like you were saying, you you might lose some of the menace. I, I still think there's mystery to be had in it, but they do
1: explain a lot. If nothing else, I mean, just the journey of getting to that reveal is definitely worth the price of admission, without a doubt.
0: And that was me. I was more involved into the journey than I was the destination. So when it got to the destination, I don't think I was like, uh, because I was so involved yeah. in
1: getting there. And I thought about that after the movie was over, too. I was trying to think, like, what else could you do? And then I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I, like, I sometimes like to think, like, if I was writing the movie or, or if I was an executive producer and I could say, well, let's change this to this. What would I say? Right. And. I mean, fuck it, you gotta go somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's kind of the
0: problem with this movie. Yeah. This movie is driving you in a direction, and then when you get there, there's really only in my mind, at least only one way to end the film. And it's kinda of like what they basically what they did. There's no other way to end this film. Yeah. Not nothing that makes sense at least, because sure. then you've got loose ends all over the place and
1: it's a hot fucking mess. Yeah, and the loose ends that exist with the with the version that you get, um, They're loose ends that I can definitely deal with. Yeah, Uh, you can live with that. Yeah, you would think that this is something that would, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say more than that, but I can live with them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's amazing. It's a really, really tiny cast that's driving this film. Like
1: four people? Four people? Five five
0: tops? I mean, like you said, one of them's not really even acting. Exactly, yeah. She's just there, dude. Uh, You know, so it's really your main two characters. And just some of the cinematography, dude, speaking of her, just where it's cuts away and it's just looking straight down at her face yeah. with those fucked up eyeballs. Dude, that's such a great effect.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And again, I can't really stress enough, just like, I wasn't grossed out by any of like the dismembering stuff because, like you said, it's approached in this very scientific way, and uh, that's just sort of part of it. My dad is a mortician, for those of you that don't know. Uh, so I'm kind of used to these kinds of stories and hearing these crazy things, uh, but I just... I, I was really, really impressed. I don't know, like the inners of the body, like from like a, a biological standpoint. So I don't know how much of it was accurate, uh, but to me, it seemed pretty fucking accurate to me. It was, it was cool, dude. This
0: is from the guy who did Troll Hunter. A lot of people may have seen on Netflix. Yeah. Um, that's definitely more of a horror comedy kind of tongue in cheek. This is not
1: comedy at all. No, I mean, and calling back to what Megan had said, like being like the last shift of 2016, she's not wrong. No. It's a very different kind of movie, but Last Shift was another one of those movies that was nothing more than a horror film. No, that's for sure. You know, so this fits And No, it's crazy. I mean, this is the Modern Horrors podcast, and we're talking about how few 100% horror movies that we see these days, but this is one of them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's because the horror genre is trying to branch out and play with different ideas. and kind of expand you know its wings and do some fun things and they've been very successful in that Absolutely. I think 2016's been an amazing year for horror but this is at the very very root of horror films right and Just it's the whole less
1: is more oh yeah you know I mean?
0: yeah and I, I I loved last shift if you listen to that podcast and think me and you fond over it oh for yeah the whole episode but uh I like this one more I like this one more than last shift last, last shift
1: yeah I think um I don't know if I'm there. Okay. I don't know if I'm there. I really liked Last Shift. Uh, but this one's, this one's definitely in the same conversation for me, 100%. Uh, definitely one that I recommend to anyone. Uh, you, you can watch it right now via iTunes, Google Play, Xbox Video, whatever you got. It's going to be there for you. Uh, but keep in mind, it's an IFC Midnight title as well. So while I don't think you should wait before it hits ne- i mean i don't think you should wait until it hits netflix because it absolutely will uh, i think you should watch it as soon as as soon as possible show some support i could see
0: this one being one i would like to own Because you know, like, there's a few horror movies that are fun to go back and revisit, and this is one of those. I think for me,
1: if nothing else, I don't know that it's on home video yet. I don't think that it is, but whenever it does hit home video, I think I'm right there with you. Because if nothing else, I feel like there should be some really awesome, you know, making of featurettes on there on how the fuck they do these body effects. And if they don't,
0: they drop the ball. Absolutely, yeah. And I'd I'd also be curious if they add anything of like. I got to be careful not to say too much, but Mm -hmm. there is maybe hinting at some ritual things. Yeah. How they decided to go about and pick and choose. Are these things that they found in historical facts or they Mm -hmm. just made them up because it it, it really kind of fits the atmosphere? Yeah, I wonder about that, too. A lot of things like that are going on, which I like. Same. Uh, Well, I guess it's no surprise or secret at this point, Right. We both highly, highly recommend this bad
1: boy. Absolutely, so it's available right now. Go check it out. I know a lot of you guys. Once I uh, put on Twitter that I was watching it, a lot of people already chimed in and let me know and let me know what you what you thought about it because you guys watched it before me apparently. <laughs> um, but let us know if you haven't. Let us know what you thought. Let us know and uh, tag IFC Midnight on Twitter, Facebook, they whatever. Appreciate. They will appreciate it. So they're they're doing big things over there. They had a a, a rocky start of twenty sixteen. Twenty
0: sixteen was a, a a hell of a roller coaster for these guys.
1: Yeah, but they're uh, they're they're putting it all together here at the end with some really really solid time. One of the few movies that
0: was so highly hyped, and it still
1: didn't prepare me for how much I was going to love it. Very good stuff. All right, guys, so that's the Autopsy of Jane Doe. We're going to take our next break. Whenever we get back, we're jumping headfirst into some questions. We got some uh, copies of Phantasm to give out, so we're getting to that as soon as we get back after this right now. We got six different questions this week. Uh, some particularly inventive questions, I'd say. And they're getting more and more inventive. <laughs> I like it. I like, I, it. I like it, too. It's a this trend that I can see growing. Ridiculousness abounds. Um, before we get started into the questions, I do want to give a shout-out to our uh, longtime listener, a uh, fellow that's been going through some tough stuff for a while, uh, Kyle Sweat. Uh, sweet, Sweets, yeah, maybe. I, I always forget our, our, our man in Australia, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, he's been dealing with some personal stuff for a very long time. Uh, that he seems to be getting better with for a while. Like he shot me a very kind email the other day, saying hi to you and Chad and everyone yeah. else, uh, letting him know that while he still can't. Um, Access the internet the way that he would like to in order to listen to the show. Uh, he had a buddy put all of the backlog podcast episodes on there with him, so he's catching up. Fuck yeah. And, uh, you know, he said he really appreciates, uh, you know, the light that we bring, which that's one of those things, man. Like, I never really think about this show being <sighs> able to do, like, never in a million years would I think, you know what? This show's going to help some people with some shit. Hell yeah. I mean, like, wow,
0: that's <laughs> so crazy to think about, dude. It, it really blows is. blows my mind. Like, we're just, I don't know, it's almost more like a fun hobby for us. And then lo and behold, like you drop some shit like that on me. It really humbles me, to say the least.
1: Yeah, so shout out to Kyle, man. Thinking of you. Wish you well. And uh, as soon as you get back in the fold, let us know, buddy. Hell yeah, dude. And good on your buddy for hooking you up with that.
0: That's awesome. Absolutely. Jump right in these questions. Let's Are do it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you sure? All <laughs> right. Oh, oh. remember that Man, I feel, I feel like we're about to have some basketball going on. <laughs> Sean Tenedora at the Film Guy 24. And this man, he knows us. He knows us well.
1: Someone follows us both on Twitter personally. <laughs> they,
0: right. They know what's up. If you were Dana White, and if you don't know who Dana White is, he is the president of the UFC, and me and Luke have been fans of MMA for over 16 years at this point, oh, right? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous 15, to think about. Yeah. Which ho- iconic horror villains would you put up for the Horror Villain Championship belt?
1: And who would win? So at first pass, okay. I felt like this was the most obvious thing in the world. And then I kind of started thinking like, eh, maybe not. Okay. So like the first thing that came to my mind was Jason and Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, that that but, seems obvious, right? Right. But then I was thinking, well, maybe Freddy gets involved. Sure. But then I was thinking, well, you know, Jason and Freddy have already done their thing and Jason kind of came out on top. Yeah. Um so I still think that the the matchup needs to be Mike versus Jason. Yeah, I um, agree. but but it has to be contended with anyone that is borderline supernatural or all the way supernatural. And in, in this case, because uh, I think it's been proven over time and time again that these these two fuckers can just they can't die, right? Yeah, and no matter what, they're gonna keep coming back. Zombie Mike and uh, you know, zombie Jason. Yeah. So it's not like I could choose Ghostface or. Uh, I'd be obliterated. Yeah, I mean, or or, or Leatherface or anyone like that because they're they're human. They they would die like very quickly.
0: Yeah, I wanted to put Leatherface in against somebody, and I was thinking maybe a Jason. That would be kind of fun. But then I ran into the problem that you're talking about. Like, it doesn't matter what he does; he's going to end up losing eventually. Right? You might win short term, but that's a five round match. It's a war of attrition. He's going to go in that corner, get that arm sun back on. He's good to go. I unfortunately did put Freddie back in okay. because I'm like Freddie deserves his fair shake again. But he was out of his weight class against Jason.
1: Okay. Like he's
0: maybe a middleweight, welterweight it's a big motherfucker. versus a heavyweight. Yeah. Like you he just that's not fair. And Freddie's got some pretty outrageous powers. So he needs somebody in his weight class that can match up against these powers. So I went with Pinhead.
1: I like it. And Both you know, these motherfuckers love pain, right? Now that I think of it, Freddie could be like the John Jones because we've seen his arms get mega long. <laughs> you know that that, right. that that scene in the alley where he's doing his little yes. you know airplane arms thing? So he can stretch those arms out and work a, a fierce jab with a knife claw.
0: And that, that kind of helps him counteract those chains, those chains and hooks. Yeah, yeah. And I like that, the chains and hooks. I like it. <laughs> I don't know who wins that match, to be honest, but uh, that w- I would be curious to see. I, I feel like you... The Vegas odds would be tough on that one.
1: I agree. I agree. I think I would put my money on Freddy. I believe he'd be too uh too creative. If Freddy uh, is anything, he is creative. That
0: yeah, the creativity could pull the difference on that one. Good call. Good call. And I, I love that question too. <laughs> Daniel Keith at Quiet Clover. You guys rock. Thank you, Daniel. You rock. Much appreciated. If Jigsaw and the Collector met, do you think they would have a trap off? <laughs> and who would win if they did And when I first read this one out loud Me and Luke had the longest giggle About the thought of a trap off
1: I, I I really really like that idea If there's any like cartoonists out there You need to make this shit happen ASAP It's,
0: it's kind of like spy versus spy You know with the white spy yes, and the black spy yes. Except uh, way more genre specific I uh, love it So what do you think I mean I don't know dude I, I honestly have no idea how that would go down But I do know that that would make A brilliant comedy skit or maybe even a comedy show just having just a fan
1: short of some sort i would
0: love that shit dude it would be because you know there's that uh was is it living with jigsaw
1: yeah that's just funny that's
0: just funny now if you could take that with the collector and them two going back and forth goddamn morning traps
1: oh i would love it dude so I believe that there would most certainly be a trap off, like without a doubt. No problem. Huh? Now who would win becomes a little bit hard, isn't trickier. It? Now, I think if it's they bump into each other and they they've heard each about each other, like on the internet, like, hey, like you're supposed to be this bad trapping son of a bitch. They're on the trap forms. They're on the trap team <laughs> back in high school. But uh so they they know each other's the real deal. So if they thought like right then, right here, right now, it's a trap-off. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think the collector takes it just because Jigsaw has to put so much oh, fucking yeah. lead time into what he's doing. Yeah. And he's constructing all of these crazy things that needs like help and all of these different people from different movies coming together to make these contraptions. Like, no, the collector just does it his goddamn self, usually <laughs> smaller in scale, yep. usually. Uh, and I feel like if, 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 if it's a trap off right now. The collector takes it away. The, if The gauntlet's it, dropped. Yeah, if 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 they give it like a month, then Jigsaw probably walks out with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of welding and engineering and like, exactly you, know, you got diagrams and mathematics.
1: You got to find the right person that's like an ex heroin oh, user yeah, or that's something. True, yeah. The
0: collector don't give a fuck. No, you just in the wrong place, wrong time. Right, All right. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Kevin Muckle and I don't believe Kevin has ever asked the question. This will be first time popping that cherry, popping that question cherry at k underscore muck underscore evs k muck k muck what female horror directors movies or I guess it should say what female horror director movies would you recommend
1: yeah so I, I, I think this probably stems off of our conversation from last week's episode I could only imagine it uh, would if not good fucking timing k muck <laughs> right uh, but I, I've got three here how many you got I got two okay so let me lead off
0: then please do uh,
1: I'm gonna end I'm gonna go with a uh, uh, a gimme, uh, sure. Karen Kusuma's the invitation. Yep, that was my first. God, well, you probably should have won. No, nah, that's then. okay, man. Let's Whatever. let's let's discuss the awesomeness that is that though. I mean, it kind of goes back, and uh, in, and in, in, in case you missed last week's episode, let's preface with this, like. Me and Jacob are both believers that one day in a world that is not determined by race and sex, (laughs) it'd be nice if everyone was just considered a director. That would be sweet as fuck. Um, So, but if we're we're going to compartmentalize it like this, then yeah, uh, it is a movie that is incredibly diverse. I mean, I think I wrote in my review about The Invitation that it it can't be a coincidence that every sexuality— Every race, every sex, everything is at this dinner table at this party. Like you got the gay couple, you got the black people, you got the Chinese people, you got the—I mean, everything is there. You have the divorcees, you got the lonely. I mean, <laughs> everything's there. Uh, so in that regard, like the characters are all very—if um, not three-dimensional, then at least extremely varied. Uh, so the the approach that she takes to the to the to the—and she didn't write it, but. Uh, the way that she pulls these performances out of these people are, is, is very commendable, I would say.
0: Yeah. I think even more impressive, though, is the fact that you do have all those those people represented, but it doesn't feel like it's being forced down your throat. Like, look at yes. all these people being, rep- all the groups are represented. Look at it. Look how, look how awesome right. and all-inclusive we are. It doesn't feel like that at any point. It just is like, oh, this is a group of friends having dinner, and oh, fuck, some really strange things happening. And
1: yeah. Oh, shit, I just watched a really good movie. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the to our, our our dream, right? Like, these are just people yeah, at, at the dinner yeah. table. They're just people. Exactly.
0: I, I like that. I like that you can do that, but then it not feel
1: forced. Yep, I agree 100%. It's, that was actually a big takeaway for me. So Yeah. I liked it. Knock out your next one. Knock out your next one. Um, I'm going to do one that I'm pretty sure you didn't have. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and that is Madeline Paxson's Blood Punch. Yeah, I didn't have that one. Uh, this stars our boy from Deathgasm. The main uh, character is in it. Yeah, uh, love a, him. It's about um, sort of rehab people coming together. Like okay. if people are at this rehab clinic, and they come together and do some pretty kind of in the same vein of Deathgasm. Actually, it's you know bloody. It's funny. It's it's all these cool things. Love it. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Uh, nothing about it screams you know I am woman. Hear me roar. Sure. Not that it has to. Right. And
0: I think that's the point. I think a lot of times people think female director has got to be, like,
1: woman-centric. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, know. I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's like, well, this is a movie about flowers and, like, a, kill, <laughs> right? a killer fucking angel. Like, no, it's not how this works. It's not how it works at all. So I threw
0: in one, like, throwback. I know it's the Modern Horrors podcast, but I just kind of wanted to illustrate a point. That women have been doing this in the hard genre for a while, yeah. and they are good at it. And that is Mary Lambert, Pet Cemetery.
1: I actually completely forgot about that. I
0: know I think I think people think pet cemetery and they're like, "Oh yeah, I enjoyed that movie when I first saw it." And I don't think they ever think, "Oh fuck, a woman directed that." The original one, right? The original. She's I think she did the second one too if just I'm not out mistaken. out there
1: killing kids, man. What the I, right? fuck is wrong with her? It's dark fucking
0: shit and it's, <laughs> you know, it's a pretty good movie and I it's just I hate to say it, it just shows how talented she was that no one brought into the conversation. "Oh, that's a woman." It's like but asterisk didn't even need to be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I can round things off with... Uh, I, I, I'm going to fuck this name up so hard. Ooh, uh-oh. You misogynist. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say as white as I possibly yeah, that's, can. That's the only way. Uh, the only Anna way. Lily um, Ammerpour. Yes. Okay. I know exactly who Uh, you're not talking about. She did A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh, yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. That is a brilliantly executed movie on practically every single level. It's absolutely gorgeous. The performances are awesome. You'll see the the entire package is fantastic. And then last but not least, or maybe least actually. (laughs) I mean, no no hate, but uh, they make a very different kind of movie. Uh, The Soska Sisters.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, that was the low-hanging fruit for me, and I'm not yeah. really a big fan of the Soska Sisters.
1: Me neither, uh, except for American Mary.
0: I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and I think most people agree that American Mary's pretty good, but yeah. everything else they do is just weird, man. Yeah. Uh, they, they are brilliant at selling themselves. They are the, maybe the best. They could be the best, and I give them credit on that. Like, If only their movie-making prowess was as good as their right. like marketing prowess sure. for themselves, I think it would be
1: phenomenal yep but even they they almost they almost they almost play themselves as we're women in horror look how fucking crazy this is you know like <laughs> right well, it's not that crazy there's, no, a, no, there's a lot of really talented people doing what you're doing right now right.
0: so yeah whatever hell the, the the bulk of the modern horse staff that we lean on like yes. heavily is all women talented yes. women that's yep. what we lean on heavily that over is modern very horse. True. that is very very true you're not special suska sisters <laughs> All right, uh, where were we at? Oh, well, here we go. David, Dave, oh wait, no, Dave D. Benefield. And Dave, we fuck up names in case you just didn't notice, so probably these, fucked yours
1: up. These nuts. Damn, just like that. I'm huh? Sorry,
0: sorry. Got him, got him, got him. <laughs> damn, it's sad too because he's the first time tweeter. God damn he said. it, sorry. <laughs> New follower <laughs> and also now new unfollower. <laughs> Oh, we got going to break his heart anyway, so never mind. Uh, can you just tell me if American Horror Story will get back to the season one
1: thrill? Thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I we can, yes, we can
1: tell you. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. The answer is, is still no. It is not. See, here's the thing. Like, American Horror Story, when that first season came out, I loved it. was so awesome. It. it was so awesome. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I, I believe this person would agree. I believe a lot of people would agree with yeah. that. Now, the problem is the, the 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 further they took that and the crazier they got, the more headlines they made and the more headlines they made, the more Twitter takeovers they had, and the more Twitter takeovers they had, the more the ratings uh. they got. So they quite liter- literally created this monster that they kind of yeah. have to keep, keep up and keep pushing the envelope over and over at this point. Otherwise, they'd be looked at you know quote unquote playing it safe even though that is exactly what that franchise needs at this point yeah yeah it's sad because it's like you're saying they they built this really nice
0: little snowball and they started rolling and they kept rolling it and suddenly it got away from it and went downhill and they've got no choice but this the chase after this motherfucker absolutely because the first season was kind of understated it was like every episode all right what the fuck it's a little more yeah what the fuck and then until like the last fucking episode you're like oh oh shit yeah. And then, like you say now, like every season, the first episode out of the gate is just the wackiest bullshit you've like ever seen in your
1: literally life. Literally fucking people to death with big giant strap ons. Right.
0: I, what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What? 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 I, yeah. I don't. It would take something serious
1: to get back to season one like i always equate american horror story to like that guy that you know like when you go to parties back in high school that like starts eating cat food and shit just to show (laughs) people how crazy he is i'll do it man one dollar i'll do it look how fucking crazy i am man like that's american horror story now like well i'll do it i'll do it (laughs) i swear to god
0: (laughs) yeah that's it that's it man and that guy never goes back to normal right exactly (laughs) he's He's that guy forever now yep sorry dave that's what's up All right, next up, Walker Medlin. What two horror franchises would do well to merge their universes, kind of like how Aliens and Predators did? Take it. Ah, I like this one. So the very, 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 very first one that came to mind, and it's probably because it's the easiest to merge, to make sense, is The Purge.
1: I didn't even think about this, so okay.
0: So The Purge, because you know, every night you got this wacky thing once a year, and then I was like, what is interesting with the purge and then i was like the fucking texas chainsaw massacre what could you imagine there's purge (laughs) going on these motherfuckers are running away kind of all of the very first film Mm. they end up going into the goddamn house where this crazy ass family lives Uh, and then you've got danger on the inside danger on the outside maybe we can have some battle between the people on the inside and the outside i don't know there's just a lot of chaos and just wacky shit that could happen with this
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. Like, yeah. se- there's nowhere safe. Yeah. Maybe if you get like, you know, the, the sheriff out there, like waving people in for safety or something, right. and then boom, fucking them up. You're there. Let a face out of nowhere. Okay. I like it. Uh, so for me, uh, this isn't re- I mean, this is something that's already kind of happening, but just okay. all of the, the conjuring and Annabelle and the nun and all of these different movies coming together to, to make something, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> But the one that really had me excited, the more I thought about it, was if we took the the Insidious franchise, right? Okay. And the idea of the further and these demons that come around, Uh, and you mix Insidious with Hellraiser. Oh, like that would be pretty rad Okay, like you start bringing back like c- Cinnabites out of the out of the further and you know Hellraiser and, and Pinhead and shit I mean that'd be pretty fucking cool I feel like. That would be
0: cool for a second I thought you were about to say Cinnabons and I was like that's that's not scary but it sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> just Lin
1: Shay comes back with a fucking or <laughs> of Cinnabons Is
0: it Cinnabons? <laughs> Lin's like yes it is Where'd you get those the further? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I, yeah send me to the further
1: motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah Insidious Hellraiser I feel like that uh that could that could happen interesting
0: would it be like another Motherfucker just getting knocked unconscious and suddenly going into the further, or what do you? What do you? You having a vision for that? Maybe I'm you know, asking too many. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Questions. I'm not fucking
1: screenwriter, Jacob. I don't, <laughs> come on, really write this sure. fucking screenplay right now on air, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just, I just think it'd be really cool. Like, you know, you're you're in the in the further. You're walking around, everything's dark, and then all of a sudden you you come to this location and you look up and it's just fucking pinhead sitting there. You know, I mean, that'd be crazy. I would like Shea with pinhead. That would be interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. All right next question and last question oh i like this one uh when i was a kid during the video rental days same as us oh yeah i'd always want to rent a horror movie but i'd always have to get a comedy to temper it so i could sleep easy that night what's the last movie you guys watched that made you want to watch something light and happy afterwards and i believe that's from cotton the clown
1: what's up cotton what's up you want to take that one uh, yeah, so, uh, first one I will say was a movie that I just talked about just a minute ago, Last Shift. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was just fucking an onslaught throughout pretty much that entire movie, and maybe not just for the fact that, like... I'm scared and I don't want to go to sleep, but just something to like, sometimes when I finish watching these movies, like my brain and my head feels heavy, you mm. know, like, mm-hmm. like my, like a sensory overload, right? So that I do do it. Yeah. And I just need something stupid for, for a minute <laughs> just to like, to, to put me <laughs> Unwind back. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, last shift was one of those movies and that show for me is almost always, uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld's no, one of my favorite shows of all time. I've seen every episode at least 30 times a piece. Fucking love Seinfeld. Anytime I ever need to take the edge off, Jerry's coming in for the rescue.
0: Fun. I think the last one that was kind of like, oh, a little spooky. Let me watch something silly or crazy or just kind of mindless even was probably Under the Shadow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that... Um I don't know man there was something weird about the gin thing you know there was a couple good scares in there and I was like wasn't like terrified but I was like I just need something to kind of like you were saying turn my mind off of that thought process right yeah. now
1: Yeah, another one for me, uh, for you too, I'm sure you just didn't think of it, was Landmine Goes Click. Oh,
0: it's on the next, it was my next one. Okay. And this one
1: is on the heavy side. I just wanted to put on the fucking like Penguins of Madagascar or something really quick when it was done. Anything that was just happy.
0: I would have watched fucking Barney or Spongebob. Whatever. Anything to get some of that, man. Because yeah, that was like, oh. Yeah. My last one too was Headless. Okay. Because. I could see that as well. That's some fucked up shit, man. Like. (laughs) The worst of humanity is represented in this movie. And I was like, I need happy flowers and rainbows and unicorn farts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got two more that I won't go into detail really, but uh, You Were Not Alone for me. I thought yeah. it was creepy as fuck the yeah. first time I watched it, the second time I watched it too. I think that's because it's too real. It's super real, but too that's the real. kind of shit that I like. Uh, and then lastly, a movie that we haven't really talked about since we looked at the trailer, but The Devil Lives Here. Uh, yeah. just a really uh, not enjoyable movie, not because it's bad, just because nothing good happens in the entire movie. Fun, yeah. So it's kind of, it it was nice to sort of go back into, like, happy space after that. (laughs) Decompress
0: after that kind of thing, huh? Yeah. Alright, cool. That's our questions, man. There were some fun ones in that
1: one. Yeah, that was a really good round, so two of you will get DMs in the very near future, uh, assuming that you have a Blu-ray player, which if you don't, you're an animal. (laughs) You Uh. fucking savages. (laughs) And, uh... You know, uh, let us know which one will be a first come, first serve, whether you want the remaster, if you want the newest sequel. Maybe you've already got one. Who fucking knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah, you savages. All right, so we're going to take our last break whenever we get back. We've got some awards to give out. 12 of them, I think. The Modern Horrors Year End Awards are coming up after this, right now. Well, it's that time of the year again. We are ready to hand out the third annual year-end awards. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. For everyone involved, and the industry. Especially the winners.
0: They're going to be real happy. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Uh, So just so everyone knows how this works, it is oddly organized. (laughs) <laughs> um, so basically, we have a group, uh, a team group chat platform. We use Flock. Shout out to Flock. And basically, anyone can nominate a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a set of pre existing categories, which are. Oh, hit me with it. Visual effects of the year, m- most atmospheric, musical composition of the year, story of the year, horror comedy of the year, found footage, home invasion. Scare, male performance, female performance, uh, director, and film of the year. The big boy. The big boy. Mm. The whopper.
0: Somebody's getting late tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, so, the way that works is anyone can nominate a movie in those, uh, and you, you cannot vote on a winner unless you have watched all of the nominees. Because I don't want to say, hey, I think... Beauty and the Beast is the best Disney movie if I've never seen The Lion King. Yeah, because you'd be fucking wrong. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. So you can't really make that call unless you've seen them all. Yep. And that's the only real fair way to do it. So so what that means is that some things that people voted for are, are going to get the snuff on this one right here. Yep. Uh, other times that means that it was really close on some of these. And
0: a couple of another rule we had as well is it had to be viewable... For yes. everybody by the end of 2016. Yep.
1: So. Because that's something that just grinded my motherfucking gears whenever (laughs) I would read horror sites back in the day was that the film of the year would always be something that I can't fucking watch. Uh, So whenever we made these in 2014 for the first time, that's always been the rule. Everything you're you're about to hear on this list is something that was released and can be viewed in the year 2016.
0: Yeah, boy, I had to squeeze in autopsy last night. I mean, I squeezed it in. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm glad I did.
1: All right. So, without further ado, the award for visual effects of the year goes to. Do we want to do?
0: Let's do all the. Uh, do you want to go through all the nominees? Oh, do, I mean, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, let's do it real quick. Let's do. It. So, visual effects of the year before I wake. Green Room, The Mind's Eye, and Baskin.
1: And the winner of that is. Hit me with it. The Mind's Eye. Are we surprised at all. I'm not. One? But this one makes me feel particularly good just because uh, we had that guest editorial with the with the ah, effects team. Yeah, that's true. They really went into how fucking hard they worked on this stuff. Uh, so that, that makes me happy that it got the majority vote on that
0: one. Yeah, by a pretty good margin. And I think even if you don't like that film, you have to appreciate what they did with the visual effects.
1: Yeah, I mean there's people's faces getting sawed in half. I mean, it's insane. The one where the guy's head gets blown up by the axe and yes. it's just kind of flopping. I yes.
0: mean I mean you know you can see like it's its tongue like pops up in the middle of it <laughs> right. like it's nuts. That's a good it's a good effect. That's a good it's a good effect driven movie.
1: What we got next? Uh most atmospheric of twenty sixteen. <sighs> I love this category. There are some good ones in there this there year. There is.
0: So this one's a much once again, like Luke was saying, sometimes some of the categories are gonna be more swole than others. Yeah. This one's pretty swoll. So we've got The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Under the Shadow, Darling, The Triangle, The Neon Demon, The Vavich, and The Conjuring 2. And the winner on that one is...
1: The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Well deserved. Well
0: deserved. I'm glad I squeezed that viewing in last night so I could experience that. And I know
1: we just talked about it in the review segment, but this one really is all about the atmosphere. It takes place in a room. Basically, like a a room. I think we had an Ask Modern Hearts question not long ago, but basically a room and then like a little bit of a hallway in another room. Yeah. I mean that's it. You're in one very confined location. Absolutely. And because of that that atmosphere and that dread that builds because you don't really have anywhere to go is quite uh, palpable. Now some of you are going to be a little upset but let me just let you know the
0: witch did come in a very very close second.
1: It was actually tied for winter until Mr. Chad J. Troy swooped in and uh, broke that shit up. Did he break that one? I think I broke that one. Oh did you break that one? I think I broke that one. Got in at the very last second. Oh, because you just watched. I Dana. just watched
0: and got in. Yeah, because you you know me and Luke didn't vote for the witch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, all right, good job. Next up is musical composition of the year, and this one was uh, we didn't get very nomine- very many nominees this year on this one. No, there's only
0: three, but I, you know what? It's hard to say that any other nominees would have even stood a chance for sure. the winner. Our nominees are Neon Demon, The Greasy Strangler, and The Invitation. And without a doubt, if you've seen this film, you know what's about to be said.
1: <laughs> the Greasy Strangler wins the year-end award for musical composition of the year. That one's by a landslide, too. Yeah, 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 it really is. I think one person did Neon Demon, and right I have to assume that's Trev Allen. Right
0: now we've got two for Neon Demon. Oh, shit, okay. So somebody else jumped ship, but... Everyone else on the team is on the board with the Greasy Strangler soundtrack. It just
1: fits the movie That's so the well. Thing, it's so like, quirky. the The music in Neon Demon is fucking fantastic. I love it. It's it's great. But the way that the uh, the composition for Greasy Strangler just works and fits and adds to the universe, yes. dude, it's second to none.
0: I hear it and I will immediately start to giggle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, absolutely. like There's nothing else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's one of the few that can play, and I can pick it out. Yeah. So. That says a lot.
1: Next up, uh, one that is sure to be divisive, Found Footage of the Year. Oh, man. This one had quite, uh, not not a lot of nominees, but several. Three. Oh, fuck. I thought
0: there were more. You're all over the place. You know what? There probably should have been a couple more, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, And that just happens sometimes. Sometimes you forget to nominate. So we've got The Triangle, The Good Neighbor, and You Are Not Alone, which I will say, I think You Are Not Alone got nominated last year as well, because we had seen it.
1: It shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, probably not. But I think it was available in the UK, wasn't it? So we squeezed it okay, in. Okay,
1: that's probably what it was. So it came out in 2016 in the US this year. Yeah. This year. This year. Uh, but doesn't matter because it didn't win. It didn't. Uh, the winner this year is The Good Neighbor, which is now available on Netflix. And this is some heavy shit, y'all. It's a good movie.
0: Yeah. Just I really like this movie.
1: Through and through, a very good movie. Uh, James Caan does his goddamn thing in there. Uh, is it a traditional horror movie? See, I will say...
0: I am the lone voter for the triangle. I had a feeling. But yeah. uh, you know, shout out to my boy. I'm still out there. But to my mind, we'd already had You are not alone. And I believe it actually won last year. May not have, but I know it was high up in the voting. It's hard to say. Uh as I love the good neighbor a lot, but it did it's not it's not found footage or POV as I imagine it because there's a lot of other just like regular type shots in there with a little bit sprinkled in POV or found footage. So, like, the triangle was the only, like, legit
1: found footage. Okay. No, I understand. I understand. Uh, Unfortunately, majority rule, motherfucker. Oh, it does. It does. I'm just giving you my
0: my thing, so. (laughs) If you're going into watching The Good Neighbor and you want legit found footage, just know a little bit of this and that. Great movie, though. You should totally watch it.
1: Next up is... Tell me. Uh, something that I kind of struggled with, finding the title for this one, uh, we're going to, it was initially Slasher uh, of the yeah. Year. We, we had Slasher and Home Invasion split into two different ones, but we didn't have enough nominees of both, so we, we turned it into Slasher slash Home Invasion of the Year, and then we kind of turned it into what the winner is. So <laughs> the nominees are Hush, All Through the House, Don't Breathe. Yes, so now the official award title is Home Invasion of the Year because the winner <laughs> is Don't Breathe.
0: I, well deserved award. And it's crazy that, you know, normally it's really heavy, the horror
1: genre in Home Invasion and Slashers. Yeah. Weird. Not so much. And in, in fact, the winner, Don't Breathe, is kind of like. A home invasion in reverse sort of like where you yeah. follow the people that are doing the invading like it's usually the other way around we'd be following the blind guy it's you not know?
0: as traditional as you might think it right. should be uh, i think that's why it did so well really to be honest with you cool movie if you haven't seen
1: it absolutely i have to imagine most people have but if you haven't it's uh it's fun it's fast it's gritty it's exciting it looks good next up is scare of the year now this will be divisive. Absolutely. Uh, and this one was all over the place as far as voting goes, I think. So this is really like scare slash shock slash jump slash whatever yeah. of the year.
0: Whatever not like gotcha, the, Not necessarily the most terrifying thing that happened, you right. know, but just the one, yeah, like you said, the gotcha of the yep. year. The gotcha of the year. <laughs> the gotcha. All right. Our nominees are Under the Shadow. Uh, should we give out the parentheses? Yeah, part yeah, sure. Sure. All right, So they know the part. Hand at the window. That's all you need to know.
1: Yep. If you've seen it, you know. You know.
0: The Witch, Baby Sacrifice, Don't Breathe, Turkey baster Scene. Yeah. Uh, that's very... Mm. Lights Out, Diana in the Warehouse, The Opening Scene. Yep. Green Room, The Wrist Chop. Ooh. <laughs> and The Autopsy
1: of Jane Doe, The Bell Scene. Again, if you've seen it, you know. You, you know. Uh, this one was hard for me. Uh, I was trying to go back and think of like what what was the most gotcha mm-hmm. and i was i had two different kinds of gotchas, and that's yeah. what fucked with me, right? It makes it difficult, doesn't it yeah, so like the big gotcha for me um ended up being the winner, mm-hmm. but my 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 i guess uh second pick spoiler alert it's not green room <laughs> but the wrist chop fucked with me in green room, yeah, that was. When that happened, it was like oh Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't really the same as like that 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 sharp jolt that I got. That electric feeling you yeah, get. Yeah. yeah. I
0: went with the winner as well.
1: Okay, so we both voted for the winner, and that is Under the Shadow, the hand in the window scene. Yeah. Uh, because whenever that happens, like it is just a dart to your fucking chest. Yeah. And I was speaking to uh writer director Steven De Janeiro from Found Footage 3D. Uh, Because he had seen it in a festival, and he knew that I got a screener, so he was like, hey, man, let me know when you watch it. And the first thing that I... (laughs) He wanted to know about this? Yeah, he didn't ask me specifically, but he was like, did anything stand out or anything? (laughs) And I was like, dude, that fucking hand through the window, and he was like, man, you have no idea. He was like, the theater, because he's in Texas, so he was at the, the Alamo, of course. Okay, yeah. So he was like, dude, whenever that happened, he was like, the fucking theater, like, everyone just jumped like three feet out of their seats. It was crazy. What's so nuts about that is you know it's coming. Absolutely. Like I, I was like, oh yeah, something's about to
0: happen. It still fucking blew me up. Absolutely effective, effective. What we got next?
1: Next up is Male Performance of the Year.
0: Let's find out what sexy bastard's gonna win. All right, our nominees are Anton Yelchin, Green Room; Brian Cox, The Autopsy of Jane Doe; Michael St. Michael's, The Greasy Strangler; oh. James Caan, The Good Neighbor; Max Records, I Am Not a Serial Killer. And John Goodman for 10 Cloverfield Lane.
1: Good, good performances turned in there. And that lets you know that this was a good year for horror because we had that many strong performances.
0: What's crazy is how many of these actors, people outside of the horror genre, know who they are. Yeah. Like, we're not just dealing with indie people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fucking James Kahn and John Goodman. I mean, Right. Crazy. Um, The winner is Anton Yelchin. The now late Anton yes, which is kind man. of a bummer. Well-deserved for the green room. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... A standout character in the movie, a standout actor in general, and it's a really bummer uh, in the flood of celebrity deaths that we've had in 2016 that he was one of them. So, Man, it's such a shame because he was really putting a lot of attention into the horror genre, and I think he could have helped bring some legitimacy to it. Yeah, and he was on the up and up, uh, absolutely. So, <sighs> yeah. it's a it's a real bummer, but hopefully the uh, the year end award from Modern Horrors makes it all worthwhile. Okay. <laughs> You all
0: know. better now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. All right, those the next category. Uh, female performance of the year. <sighs> Our nominees are. Uh, I'm gonna fuck all these names up. I I'm about to will. fuck all these names up. Anya Taylor Joy for the Witch.
1: You hate women. I That's sure why I do.
0: I'm a misogynist. <laughs> Vera Faminga, The Conjuring Two. Ah, uh, this is the one I've dread. Narshe, Rashidi, no, Under it, the Shadow. Good job. Yeah, I got you. And Ruth Wilson. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house.
1: Whew. And the winner is, it's my turn, yep. Nargis Rashidi. Yeah,
0: under the Shadow.
1: Good work. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good movie. And uh, a lot of that movie success rests solely upon her shoulders. Uh, she is fantastic from start to finish. Uh, everything about it. What an amazing film, like a, a Middle Eastern film, from the Middle East, starring a woman who
0: fucking slays it.
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah, everything, a lot of things that that movie represents are just really cool things. Yeah,
0: if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend going out and watching that
1: one. I think it's on Netflix now. If, if not oh, now, right, then, I think so. then it will be in the very near future. I know I got an email recently. I don't know if that was on the January email or not. So if it's not on there now, it will be on there in January. Hold tight. Buckle your seatbelts. Yes, sir. Um, Second to last is the director of the year. Oh, Let me pull it up.
0: Here we go. I was out of order there for a second. So we got Betty Alvarez, Don't Breathe, Dan Trachtenberg, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's a good one. Nicholas Wending Reppin, Neon Demon. That's a good one. Nahongjin The Wailing. Ooh, That's a really good that's one. That's a really pretty one.
1: But the winner is... It's worth noting that this is for Director of the Year. Director. Not Cinematographer of the Year, or sure. else this would be a fucking landslide. <laughs> well, sure. Um, Director of the Year goes to... Dan Trachtenberg for 10 at Cloverfield Lane he also did that really cool VR Black Mirror episode that's true I mean well-deserved
0: when that's is, this is your like out-of-the-gate film
1: yeah a guy he I may mean, think he came from like the a short film or two before that right I mean that's that's nuts you're on the set with John Goodman you're you're repping bad robot I mean that that's it's insane to think about really like who Who's the talent scout on this motherfucker, right? I don't know, but he got it right. Give he that got motherfucker
0: right. a raise, right? Absolutely. Yeah, look send, at me, motherfucker. Send
1: him back out into the field and find another one. <laughs> right. Keep, go. Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. All
0: right, man. And now we're going to go to our big one, right? The big one. The film of the year. All right. We've got a few on this one Green Room, The Conjuring 2, The Invitation, Don't Breathe, 10 Cloverfield Lane, The Good Neighbor, and
1: Baskin. That's a lot of them. I'm it surprised is. to see Baskin work its way in there. I am too. It's a I'm good movie.
0: Also sad, I missed nominations because of my late viewing of the autopsy of Jane Doe, but I'm really kind of surprised it didn't I make its well. way on there as well. Yes. I don't know if it would have won, but I feel like it was... I don't know. Would you have changed your vote? That's the problem. I don't think I would have changed my vote. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter at the end.
1: <laughs> so the winner... Of the 2016 Modern Horrors Film of the Year goes to... Green Room! Which, if you've been following the show for a long time, you probably saw coming. Yeah. But here's what sticks out to Green Room for me. And we're not alone here because uh, we we uh, posed this question to some Twitter readers late last night. And a lot of people came back saying that Green Room was their pick as well. But the thing that stands out for me is Green Room came out in like fucking march or something like it was an early 2016 movie and it never left my brain like a lot of times you'll watch a movie and you just kind of forget about it and then someone nominates it at the end of the year and like oh yeah that was rad absolutely green room never left the forefront of my brain i mean i love baskin
0: but even when i saw it i was like oh fuck that was this year yeah baskin was this year but yeah Green Room is just a good movie all around, and I think it's the hard thing to to say that one of these other films beats it because it's just good filmmaking, and it just happens to be a horror film.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be people out there that say that the Green Room isn't a horror movie or that The Witch isn't a horror movie, but you I mean you're 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 wrong. I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think as a whole, we've all decided that these movies fit into the genre, so it's only fair that we judge them
1: accordingly. Absolutely, absolutely. That's oh, it, man. I thought you died for a second. I kind of did, so i got to go. <laughs> you gotta, I got to leave, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so that, that is it. We'll have some cool graphics that go along with these on the website. We're going to tag the filmmakers and make it a whole uh, congratulatory thing, because goddamn it, it is a big deal. Yeah. We that want... way they feel like they didn't waste their year. Yeah, absolutely. This, this make, Again, this makes it all worthwhile. It's going to make it all better for everybody.
0: <laughs> like old Dan sitting at home right now, and be like, God
1: damn I hope I win director. I just wish someone, especially those guys at Modern Horror, Especially those guys. Jimmy no one appreciates
0: me. <laughs> no one appreciates what i do
1: <laughs> so that's all we got thank you guys for what has been an absolutely amazing 2016 we don't go into but, this yeah. very often uh, this will be our last show of the year uh, but this has been a really successful year for us from a from a website perspective from a, especially from the podcast we have really yeah, yeah. Really blown up with the love, um, not just from people that have been with us since the very beginning, since we were just a fucking Instagram channel <laughs> that we never even look at anymore, no. uh, that have followed us through Facebook and on Twitter, uh, everyone that came over late in the party from the Sins crew. Uh, th- thank everyone that has shown us support throughout the year. It's meant the world to us and it's going to allow us to do some really exciting and fun things as we move forward. So thank you.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. And hey. Keep sharing, keep giving the love,
1: keep doing those iTunes reviews, pump us up in the in the charts. Absolutely. Uh all of the cool shit that we want to do all hinges on one thing, and that is people like you uh giving us the support that we need to hit that next level. So thank you all very much. Uh, until is it next week? Uh yeah, I think it is next week, isn't it? I think we I think we're dodging all the holidays. We really are. So we'll be back on January third. So until next week, thank you. We love you. We are out of here.